is for you My song is for you Oh, it's all about you, Jesus My song is for you My song is for you In the beginning 
the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together. Oh, here's a good part. Face to face. Yes. I've talked about this a little bit. We talked about it last night at a church meeting we were at. Pastors talked about the word pros, P-R-O-S. That means face to face. He's right here, right here in front of us, face to face. All we got to do is reach out to him. Woo! It's our decision. He never runs from us. We run from him. It's our decision. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existed apart from him. A fountain of life was in him. For his life is the light for all humanity. God, I got a whole other sermon about light. Yeah. 
does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. You guys know the story. The king got so upset that he turned up the furnace. He threw the men in. The men that threw them in died, but the men that fell in the furnace, they didn't die. And the king said, there's one in there that's shining. There is one in there with them. Did we not throw three? Why is there four? Did we not throw three? Why is there four? I'm telling you, God is in your storm. God is right there with you. He may not save you from the furnace, but he will be in there with you in the furnace with you listen we worship a real living God I don't know what your storm is I don't know what your problem is this morning trust God and worship him no matter what whether you see that blessing tomorrow that healing tomorrow that thing that you're needing or not worship him today because he is living and alive and real. Let's go back into that, right? Your love defends me. I will be still. Yes, it does. Your love defends me. I will be still. There's another in the fire Standing next to me There's another in the fire His cup is yeah, set me yeah. free There's another in the fire Standing next to me
once the Lord destroys it. The only person that can build again the things that have been destroyed are you and I. And we have to hold on to Jesus. And this, there's a complete reversal coming, a complete setting free. Citywide, nationwide, statewide, it's all coming, even to countries. Because when leaders go, I believe the Lord's got godly leaders in all countries coming to take their place. Just love, 
You can walk into prisons and people will be set free. I'm telling you, chains can be broken off people, but it starts with a love affair. It starts with understanding how much He loves us. Accepting that in your heart. And then walking that out. Like, Lord, what do you, like, when you're in love with somebody, you spend time with them. When you're in love with somebody, there's, there's these endless phone calls and text messages. Man, moments where we can just sit and talk. That's what happens when you walk into that relationship. And when you do that, he shares things. He tells you things. He encourages you. And then we get to go do what he's done for us, what he's commissioned us to do, which is to go out and let his kingdom come everywhere on this earth. Amen. To build his kingdom, to share his love. And when we do that, guess what? All those other things can't be around us. That's the cool part. And when you're so filled up with him, there's no shame, there's no guilt. Come on, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no abandonment. (laughs) Man. Here's the thing, people will try all kinds of things to get rid of all those things. There's no depression. People do everything they can to get rid of it, and there's a way to get rid of it, but once it's out, if you don't fill it up with the right thing, you're going to let it right back in. You need to get rid of it and fill up with Him. Get rid of whatever's on your heart. He'll take that away, but fill up with Him. Because when you're full, nothing else can come in. When you're full, nothing can come in and bother you. When you're so full of him and his love, there's no room for anything else. Man, that's the key to this. The sooner we get that, the sooner we walk into that, man, the sooner his kingdom comes. So I just want to believe that this morning. I want to encourage you this morning to, man, if you're not doing this in a secret place, if you're not... If you're not finding time to insert him into everything we do, I'm going to ask you to start trying to find that time. And he is the foundation. He is the one. It's hard to build something on a foundation when you're not close to it. Because you'll start building it on whatever you're, wherever you're at. You'll build. You'll find a place to build wherever you're at. But he says, build it on my foundation building on me. You can't do that if you're not close to him. So come on, you're going to draw close to him. So come on, Father, have your way. Come on, touch the hearts in this room. Open eyes in this room. Open their minds. Open their hearts to you and how much you love them. Father, let your love saturate us this morning. simply bind up everything that's tried to work its way in here you know we oh man it was awesome i think it was last week there was a shared vision of of angels and look you you do your own research but i believe in angels and i believe they're all over the place and i believe we have angels here and i've seen them here but but we had somebody last week that said man i saw angels at the door and they were warring keeping everything out that wasn't supposed to be in 
I believe that's what he does. He creates a sanctuary for us to come in and he protects us. But man, that has to be a bubble that you put around you, this understanding of who you are. And when you walk out of here, man, nothing can penetrate that. So, Father, just touch this house. Touch everybody in here. Remind us who we are. In our bad times, remind us who we are. In our good times, remind us who we are. Father, come do what only you can do. Uh, Some people can't understand that because they haven't had a father figure. They don't understand what that means to have a father and cry out, Father, but man, he loves us. And he'll never leave. That love will never leave. So if there's a, a abandonment spirit in this house, man, then you just feel like it's on you and you can't trust in him because every male figure you've ever believed in has left you. You have entrusted in the right one. You need to surrender that to him today. Let him have his way in your life. You right now. Trust in him. Have you Come on, Father, breathe on this house. You've got oh, a good we love Father. You, we love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We surrender today to you. We surrender our lives to you. Oh. We're so eager to do what you want us to do. So, Father, we welcome you into our hearts and into our homes.
dismiss our kids to go into children's ministry. Lord, just bless them, be with them, teach them, Lord. Come on, let your presence just be all over them, Lord. Father, we love our kids and we know you love them too. So, Father, just be with them and love on them. Bless the teachers this morning. Father, have your way. Ah, we love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Come on, y'all, let's give. Let's take a little break. Use the restroom. We'll be right back. Love you guys.
Check, 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 check. Check one, two, check. There we go. All right. All right, make that 40 seconds disappear. <laughs> I don't like clocks, man. Get rid of them things. All right, come on. Thank you, guys. Let's give it up for our worship team this morning. Come on. They don't need, like, applause. They don't do it for that. But, man, I just love the fact that we can come in and, and man, we can rest in that. They do what, what they're called to do, which is absolutely awesome. So we thank everybody involved with that uh, from production all the way around. Uh, just absolutely amazing. So 
Everybody's coming on in. I gave y'all like an extra lots of time. Like I don't have enough toes to count that up, but it was like five extra minutes. It was 15 minutes total. Thanks. I'm glad we have the teens on the front row and do all my math for me. So welcome, uh, man. We're glad to have everybody this morning. Just, uh, it's been a good morning. I got to tell you that, uh, man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Just, but a lot of announcements and stuff. I want to get that over with because actually some stuff I wanted to talk about came up uh, in prophetic words that people shared. So I love that. You know, I love it when I'm, I'm like praying all night and I'm in stuff and God says, you're going to talk about this. And then somebody comes up and talks about it. Then I'm like, well, thank you, Lord. I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Which opens up a lot of time for me not to talk about stuff that I can still talk about. Because <laughs> you get into a lot of things, I think, that, that I never finish. But, um, but good morning. We love you guys. Thanks for coming out. If you are new here, please fill out a Connect card. Let us know you were here so we can reach out to you. Uh, Miss Rhonda does a phenomenal job reaching out, calling people. Uh, and then, you know, we just want to take care of you, find out a little bit about you, pray for you. If we can pray for you, want to pray for you, you can fill that out online or in person. Uh, there, there's a, a card out at Connection Point. So we'd love to have you fill that out. <sighs> if you need more information, go to our website, go to our app. You can do all those things uh, and get all information about who we are and what we do because we're always doing something. We're always out doing something. Um, so what's coming up? Let's see. Um, uh, this week we got... Kingdom class of praise in the park on the 21st. That'll work. Oh, oh. You tell me where you want me to talk. <laughs> All right here, praise in the park. We're going to do that again on the 21st of October, y'all. Come on. We are having a phenomenal time out there. Look, he's moving in a mighty way. And I'm telling you, we're getting to the end of this year with that. Uh, and I don't know what God wants to do with it, but I got some ideas uh, about how he wants to handle that. More coming up, but man, please, um, man, come on out and join us when we do these things. The weather's getting right. It's beautiful. Um, we have so many families showing up and, and lives being changed. We're praying for, it's just phenomenal. So please make your way out to that. That's just an opportunity. That's what God put in our hearts. So we're going to do it. Um, let's talk about kingdom classes. We have these coming up. Uh, today we talked about a disc profile, which sounds really like blah, blah, blah. But it was really good when you tie it into what God wants you to do and how you're designed and what he wants, uh, how you want to communicate, how to communicate to people. So we had a good time today. Next week is uh, financial freedom part two. So Kevin and Crystal, they taught financial freedom. They only got through so much. Um, so we had an opening that popped up. So we're like, hey, you guys want to do part two? And he said, absolutely. So they're going to teach part two. Uh, next week. Be here for that. And then Finding Joy with Holly Bandy on the 15th. Um, and then it's actually just spiritual gifts. Uh, Nicole Guy will be doing spiritual gifts on the 22nd. And then on the 29th, the, the blessing of serving. Miss Phyllis is going to cover that. I'm really excited about everybody that teaches. It's just awesome, man. Get here. I know you guys are like, You're, you understand that we're already here for several hours. I'm like, yeah, but it really gets good when you come in at nine. And then you're just here. So... I'm telling you, this is the stuff that we don't get to teach all the time uh, from up here. So it's an opportunity to learn more and uh, you know, just make this a day. It's like family day. Come on out and spend, spend it with us. Uh, what else do we have? The next food drops up there. Great. We'd, we had that this week. I'll talk more about that in a second. But great opportunity. Come out and out, pray for people. Um, you know, we, we did it this last Thursday. And they had the most people they've ever had. Once again, every week, it's the most people they've ever had. 
Uh, and, it, and we're just not handing out food. Like we are touching lives. We are praying over every single car, every single person. Um, so they come out for food and we're feeding them spiritually. We're giving them the food that'll last, right? And we're loving on them. It's a great, great thing we do. Um, so please be part. Of, I know it's early in the morning on a Thursday. So that's always tough. But um, if you can break away, we've had people just say, hey, I'm going to take a morning off work and come do it. And that happens. You know, James does it every Thursday, you know, because he needs to be in the gym more. I think he's working out for me, too. I can see the gains, brother. I can see the gains. I'm looking good. Keep going. (laughs) Come on. That's good. But yeah, please come out and join us. Uh, Did I miss anything on that for announcements? Small groups. Yes, this is awesome. Small groups. I do want to talk about small groups because this is really good. Uh, They are ongoing. Look up there. There is something for everybody at some point, right? And we are, we always talk about real marriage. That's awesome. We had a good time this week. Uh, We, we talk about, you know, uh, we always talk about nature of God. That's gym pause. We get all these, we get 20 to 26 guys. It seems like every week showing up at gym pause. It's phenomenal. Thank you for doing that. Um, So we have Tuesdays, there's also relationships and recipes. That's actually coming up this week, correct? So Tuesdays, come on out. Uh, we'd love to have you out here for, for Derek and Delinda. They're, um, they gather at their house. So you want information about that, you can find it online. That's awesome. So we have that. Uh, we also have um, Chosen by Christ. How's that coming? Come on, I have not, I'm trying to get all these. Where, where's, where, where's, where is Nicole? She's back, she with the kids. You know what, that brings up a good point. I want to talk about our children's ministry because we need more people serving in the children's ministry. We have a limited amount of people that every single week they're back there taking care of kids. So I don't want just everybody because like you don't put me back with the kids. Just letting you know. We taped one to the wall once. His name was Andon. Turned out good though. He's all right. He made it. (laughs) But what I'm saying is Look, if you feel called the kids and you've just been sitting back and not getting plugged, I'm talking, we, we teach them, we do life with them, we love on them. Man, it is time, like I need you to step up because we're not saying you have to do it every week, but right now we have people doing it every week because we don't have enough people to do it. So what, what I'm saying is that if you're interested in that, please reach out to Miss Dana, who is over all our children's ministries and let her get you on a schedule just to help out, even if it's once a month. You doing it once a month frees up time for other people. So they can come in and experience what you're experiencing. Now they are here for worship, which can I tell you is my favorite part anyway. Like we're here to worship. And if he gives us something out of the worship, that's amazing. If we get a word after that, that's awesome. But man, we are here to worship. So the fact that they're in here for that is more important than anything. Um, we have our, our The Gap ministry. Uh, love that. You know, I would call her up and have her talk about it, but she talked about it last night. We were at another service and it was phenomenal and she talked about it there. And so we were, um, we've been doing a lot of ministry this week, um, but that's phenomenal. So if you are in that middle tier, The Gap is that like, hey, I'm out of high school, um, not married, going, doing life, and I'm in this gap of things. So, and, and they meet down at the... Uh, the creek in Prattville every single Wednesday, and it gets deep, it gets good. Uh, it's all about relationship, and they're getting a good crowd coming out. So if you want to meet other people your age, there's no age limit. I'm not telling you there's no age limit on it, but, um, but it's for these people that are in that just moment. They're not married, and they're like, now what do I do? Like, I've, I've walked through some stuff. Um, I don't belong to the student ministry anymore. I don't belong to children's ministry. I want to go to 
other groups. We got married groups. I can't go to that. This is a good opportunity to get plugged in. Um, a lot of young people out there. It's led by a lot of great young people. Um, I know I'm calling them all young. So, Aaron, you're still young. <laughs> and Amber, you're still young. But you are. <laughs> Addie, she's back there. You're still young. <laughs> so, it's awesome. Ma'am? Where is the meeting point at the group? Behind the coffee house, creek walk side. Yep. There you go. I think that's everything. And what else up there? The shepherd to the king, come on. That's a good one on Thursday nights if you're not doing anything. Just, I'm going to bring a reflection of the word. Tommy and Barbara, come on. Uh, here's what I want to do. Uh, I, I, I mean, I could talk about those all day because this is all about family and that's about meeting, which is what we need to do. Uh, but Miss Darlene, would you mind coming up and share real quick what you're doing this week? I think it's this week, right? Yeah, that's the one's at night, or that's in the morning, but she's talking about something else. prodigal son and going through the darkest valley, I would not be in a relationship with Jesus Christ today as I am now. So what I'm doing this weekend is going to a conference for the front porch friends prodigal, to pray for prodigal children. Has anyone ever heard of Karen Wheaton? Yeah. All right. She has every Wednesday on Facebook she has a little live uh, sermon about her front porch friends, and that's the conference we're attending. Uh, me, my best friend since first grade, and my sister's flying in, um, and I want to take all of y'all with me as well. And what I mean by that is if you have a prodigal child or a grown prodigal child, if you have anyone that uh, you really want in intercession, an ambassador to pray, to get them closer to Jesus, please give me their names because I want to write their names down and I want to pray over them through the whole weekend. And this is going to be powerful because all of these ladies are going to be praying for all of these problems. And it's a wonderful time to open the heavens and get your son or your daughters or your nephews or your neighbor's name in that ambassadorship so that the Lord knows we're praying. We're going to pray them home. Come on. So Come on. just get with me at any point before the end of the day. I want to write them down. I'm going to take it with me, and I'm going to pass them out to everybody with me. We're all going to pray for your prodigals. Thank you. Come on. That's awesome. Thank you. This is all stuff that's not scripted. They all just happen to come up. It's awesome. I love it. Um, all right, I'm going to pray, and then uh, I promised you last week, so I'm going to do it again this week, that we're going to watch uh, more videos about Africa, because it's just all over my heart, and I want it to be all over yours. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go into part two of our Africa trip. It's a little longer video. It's about 10 minutes, but I want you to see um, the orphanage, what we're doing there, how we're doing it, and if you want to be a part of that, um, then you can give to that. We're going to, so here's the cool part is that last week I said, Hey, we want to go. And I know that Aaron and I are supposed to go. And we asked, um, 
We said, hey, we'd like some relief on our plane tickets. And if you feel like you're going to bless, if you feel like you're called to bless that, then you can do that. Well, we had both plane tickets were purchased um, out of the hearts in this house. So we appreciate everybody. Um, so we're not worried about plane tickets anymore. Like we, I told Aaron, I said, we're ready to go. Like, so get that out. He was like, oh, how am I going to get the money? So, but we have been covered on plane tickets, which is absolutely phenomenal. So we are going in February. Uh, we'll be heading out to Benin, Africa once again. And uh, here's the thing. When we go, we're going to take a blessing. When we go, we're going to go there with an intention to bless this family, not only with us spiritually, but we're going to bless them and help them and do whatever we can do. So I want you to pray about that. And if by, but between now and February, um, you have a time to pray about that. And if you want to put some money away, then we'll receive an offering before we leave. Um, so we can carry that over there and give it to Paul Cherie, who's the mama of that house. She's the apostle over that area. Um, and she takes that, she started that whole orphanage and she's been working it diligently. Uh, so, uh, we want to go over and bless her when we go. So we'll, 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 receive an offering for that later on, but I just want you to keep that on your heart. Uh, I'm going to pray over our service. We're going to watch this video, uh, cause it's important. Father, we love you, Lord. I thank you. And father, I just pray you just touch our hearts this morning. Continue to move in this house, continue to do what you're doing. Father, we just love you. And if you want to add anything to this, add to it, father. And if not, then take it all away. Father, we love you and we surrender to you in Jesus name. Amen. Singing this song is from Benin. 
we went in bringing the light to darkness and we heard this song and it just wrecked us that he's from that area and this is what he's singing. And they were singing it there, so... Churches and families. So in every dance off there is, unfortunately, there's always a winner, and we like to cheer for the Exodus House. This is just another voodoo uh, temple that they have out there where you go down these roads, and on that temple they just try to get everybody in. I'm telling you that voodoo rules that nation, and we're taking that back. This is the farm we go to where we raise catfish. We have now brought in 12 big catfish tanks that can hold like, if I say it right, 500 or 2,000 catfish in each tank. This farm was set up uh, by land through Polsheri's family. So we harvest all kinds of things there. They plant everything from vegetables to fruits. Um, if you like Hassan pfeffer, they have rabbits. The rabbits grow really fast. so. Um, they provide nourishment. So everything is used there on purpose as we go uh, and do the catfish. Um, you feed the catfish, but you pay a very limited price to get catfish food, and then they sell them at market. You can't get fish at market there. So they sell catfish. The rabbits and all that go to the orphanage. Welcome to what we talk about. <laughs> but this is just the life over there. So this is, um, it's like the only fertile ground in the area. And they got very fortunate to get the, uh, this farm going. Um, so like I said, we are turning that into uh, a full-on catfish farm because they can make a lot of money to help feed the kids and pay for their school every year. And their coconuts are delicious. But since y'all can't go to Africa, I just wanted to show you a little bit of what we do when we're over there.
actually break all these little rooms up on the side and we have I actually got to teach with the um, younger kids Mom. they called me into a circle you go I get fired up every time I see that because those kids love you. And uh, but I tell you, they they don't get a lot of people coming in. It's this is not a mission field where it's shared by a gazillion churches and everybody comes in. And it's just your week, okay? We join in with Pastor Jason and Crestview, and we have teamed up with uh, other another church down in Mobile and uh, the Homestead, and that's it. And this is who pours into uh, this family, and we get to all do it together. So, and it's a lot. If you got to think about feeding 165 kids three meals a day, putting them through school, doing all that stuff, um, it's amazing. But the lives that are being changed, the joy that's there, that is pure joy, y'all. Like these kids, they're smiling, they're happy. You can tell that they've been completely wrecked, and they are filled up with light and, and love and life, and it's just amazing. So and we get to be part of that. So thank you for everything you've done. We've, we've been a big blessing to them, and we will continue to do so. And I know you all can't go over there, but all I can do is show you videos. I'll show you videos because sometimes a video speaks a thousand words, and you can see the lives that are being touched. Um, man, huh, all right. Uh, so we'll watch part three next week. That's a lot longer. But there's a lot of baptisms in there. We baptized 65 little kids. Uh, come on. And that's not, man, what I'm talking about today is perception versus reality. And over there, it's reality. It's real. Like these kids just don't get baptized because somebody told them to get baptized. They get baptized because they're walking in the water. And they're getting completely wrecked and completely healed. And they're fearful of the water. They're scared of the water. Mm, but they come out free, and most of them come out jumping for joy. And man, it's real. Ah, thank you, Lord. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit just to 
It's been one of these weeks where you ever just get to see the fruit of ministry all week long. And that's what this week's been, from small groups to, um, man, we did the food bank, and you're out there praying over people. And I got to go down and bless a, a work, Tammy's work and pour into her work family, which was awesome. And then you get Friday night, we had the big worship at our house, and we had people show up out there, and it was just phenomenal. So that's all fruit of what we do. And then Saturday, we were invited down to uh, beat the streets down in uh, Millbrook, or in Wetumpka, which was phenomenal down there. Um, and it's funny, down there in Wetumpka, they had an Oktoberfest going on, and then right around the corner, they had complete ministry worship music, praying for people, baptizing people. I mean... Ah, so we got to be part of that. And then we got to go last night over to Pastor Peter's and, and be with that family and love on them and have them love on us. And this is just like, it's so you, what you're getting is overflow of just being around what God's doing all over the place, which is so powerful. So um, that's why I was like, man, what am I going to talk about, Lord? And he just said, there's so much you could talk about. And he put a scripture on my mind, which was out of Exodus. Mike, thanks. So I'm not going to talk about that. Because <laughs> oh, here's the thing. Per, you know, what is perception? I just want to hit this real quick. Um, perception is a mental impression. Perception is what you assume based on what you see, where actual reality is what's actually happening. Um, and you see that all through the Bible. You see that, and he talked about Exodus. He talked about them coming out. So what you saw was a um, perception of of what freedom looked like. But in reality, man, they were taken away from something that was providing for them and they were put in the wilderness and they had to trust God. And um, perception was they're going to die because everybody's chasing them and they go down to the Red Sea and they're fearful for their lives. But reality was God was like, I got you. I'm just going to part it and you're just going to go across. So a lot of perception, reality stuff going on. But as I was, I'll just, I'll just be real. When I, and, and I loved what was going on yesterday down in the, in the park in Wetumpka, but there is a lot of perception reality. Um, maybe, maybe this is where you just want me to talk about. So um, a lot of recovery places down there. You know, I learned a lot about a lot of different organizations, um, anywhere from Teen Challenge. They were down there, which was awesome. Uh, and we have Miss Charlotte in the house, and she's one of the directors out there at Teen Challenge, Teen and Adult Challenge Alabama. But they also had celebrate recoveries and all these other things that were there, which are phenomenal things. I mean, these are amazing things for, for people to, to step out of what they've been dealing with and recover from. Um, but can I be honest? There, I saw a lot of people that the perception was they were free, but the reality was they weren't. Hmm. Perception was that they were free, but reality is they weren't. And that wasn't everybody, so I'm not putting that on everybody. But it's kind of like what we say when you say you're a Christian. Perception is that, perception is that, that you worship God and you spend time with him and you love him. And reality is you might just come to church on Sunday. Whew, I don't know why he's going to take me down this road. To, I just want to get real. Like... I saw people that were saying, I'm set free and I'm this, and they're vaping as they're walking around telling people how free they are. And I'm like, come on, people. Like, do you really want to be set free? Because there's a way to do that. You know, it's a, Amber's got an amazing testimony. She shared it before. And it reminded me because we heard a lot of testimonies yesterday. Like I heard a ton of testimonies. 
And I love testimonies. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a testimony. I love testimonies. I think there's a lot in that. But some people are so caught in their testimony, their identity is what happened to them and not what is actually happening to them. I believe this one lady talked for 30 minutes and she was on chapter 7 of her testimony. And all I heard was negative. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not identified correctly. You still think that, that you're wearing your testimony as a badge about how bad your life was and you're not telling people how good God is and how good Jesus is and what you've been set free from. Like the testimony is just the setup, y'all. And then you get to tell them how good God is and what he's got you out of. And you don't have to tell me for an hour what you stole. If you tell me you were a thief, you were a thief. I kind of get it. If you were a drug addict, you were a drug addict. I get it. But man, these people are so wrapped up in that that they forget that they're free. Or they're not. You know, Amber had a come to Jesus moment with that at our house. And this is not, look, and I, look, trust me, don't put words in my mouth. I believe in a lot of great things. And she was through recovery and as she's going through recovery, she was like, I'm, what was it, 70 days or something like that? It was like a year. She goes, by the way, I'm a year sober. And I'm like, awesome. Why are you counting? Why are you counting? See, what happens is I can understand like the first couple days where you're like, I'm a day sober, I'm a week sober, and God's wrecking you. But if you're counting at 100 days, what happens when something happens and you slip up and your identity's in 100? And now you got one. How can you identify that? How, how can you walk through that when now you got one day? Are you going to go share the same message you shared with people? No, because your identity is in your number of days. When your identity should be, I'm set free and I don't need to worry about how many days because it's forever. I'm set free forever and I don't need to take that up again. Man. Oh, man, I don't know where I'm going, but let's go. But that's exactly what we're seeing. And it's nothing against the people because they have a testimony and God's done great things. But, man, we've got to get over this perception of, of if I don't tell people how many days and all that, it doesn't matter when really what matters is who he is. So I encourage you, share your testimony, man. If you've got a testimony, share it. But remember, the important part about the testimony is Jesus. I believe that when Jesus healed people, he said, go tell people what I've done. Not go tell people what you've been through. <laughs> ah, he didn't say, go tell people you have you have five husbands and you did this and you did. No, he said, go tell people what I've done. So if we could focus on telling people how good he is and let them see that in us. We wouldn't even have to share a testimony because people walk. You know, it, it should be to this point. When you share your testimony, people should be like, are you serious? Because I would have never, ever, 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 ever thought that. Because you're so healed and whole and new that none of that matters right now. None of that matters. And I don't see it. So it should be a shock. If you're sharing a testimony and people are like, yeah, man, I could see how you would do that. <sighs> Zip it. I'm tired too. Did I tell you guys that? I'm tired and this is my first cup of coffee. Ah, all right. So I'm going to skip over the whole Exodus thing because I don't think that applies right now. Mm. I don't know. Perception reality. I think that's just where I'm. Mm. <laughs> Simple stuff. Uh, perception. Um, I want to go to church, but 
to go to church, I've got to give up everything that I ever do in life. So um, going to church means I don't get to do things and I don't get to have fun and I don't get to, when reality is you get set free and you can do all the things you want to do because of who he is in you. And it's even better because now you're doing it with people that absolutely love you and do it to be with you. Um, I don't know. I just felt that way. You know, that was on us for the longest time when they said, if you don't come to church, then you you see it on the sign. Don't go to church or devil will get you. Come on. We walked that, you know, we we didn't come to church because, well, I didn't like the fact that someone told me that I was sick because I didn't come to church. So guess what? I don't need that church. Right? So, so perception is, is that this is just this gloomy place where people come to waste their time um, and they leave angry and hungry because the preacher talks too much. That could be reality. <laughs> I don't know which one that is, but trust me, we eat too. <laughs> so it's always on my heart, my mind to get you guys out of here, but so is the word and what he wants me to tell you. Um, man. But this is it. So perception there, you know, perception, you got to be a skilled speaker and, uh, and all that to, to share the gospel with somebody. Reality, no. Like you don't need to go to seminary. You don't need to be trained up in the Bible. You need to go tell them what Jesus did and who he is. And you don't need to be trained for that. So quit letting people say that. Quit having that perception of, well, yeah, we get it all the time. People say, well, how do I become a pastor? I don't know, man. Fall in love with Jesus. Go tell people. And if pastor's on your heart, then go pastor people. I, you know, go love people. That's what a pastor does. Shepherd people, love people, and go do it. And, and that's how you do it. And, if, you know, we, we actually have a, an intern here. Did I tell you that last week? We actually have one of our first interns at the, the, the gathering place, and he was a, he's a young man, Brandon Hall, who uh, said he wanted to go to the Highlands College, which there's nothing wrong with Highlands College. Is, hey, they, they do their thing. They, they meet the needs of all kinds of people. And he said, I, I really want to get into ministry. What's that look like? So I uh, said, don't go to Highlands College. Um, you want to see what ministry is like? Come in here. So what he does is he comes in here and turns worship music on. And he's worshiping three days out of the week in a row. And he's just in here praying. And then he helps out Kevin and Crystal. And he helps me out. And he talks with people. And he was down at the food bank praying for people. I'm like, you don't know what ministry is? If you want to know what that's like, if you want to get into it, then get into the good part first, which is him. Like, spend time with him. When you spend time with him, everything else just works its way out. You don't have to be in a church to be a pastor. You don't have to be in a church to minister to people. Like, ah. Hmm. Anyway, perception versus reality. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, I should probably give. I'll give some scripture. This way you guys don't say pastor talked the whole time. They can give scripture. Matthew uh, uh, 13, 53 through 57. Because it doesn't matter what you think. People will form their own opinion of you. So um, it says, when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. See, perception, you're just a carpenter's son. Man, I wasn't even a carpenter's son. So there you go. (laughs) 
That would have been awesome. I might have learned some things. All right? The point is, fall in love with him. We talked about it in worship, man. Get this love affair romance with him. You know, and man, just let that take you to wherever he wants you to go. And it might be, you know, in a, you know, doctor's office. It might be in a classroom. It might be somewhere. And you let that love flow out of you and impact everybody around you. I mean, ah, so many people say, you know, I want to be in full-time ministry. Really? <laughs> it's fun. It can be busy. But, man, you can be in full-time ministry anywhere you want to go. You don't have to worry about a stage and a platform or anything. Man, we got new babies in this church. I love it. I love it. I love it. Come on. I love you guys. It's good to see you. I love babies. They had twins, and they're just beautiful. The Webb family, we love you guys. It's so good to see you, and Mama's looking great. I said, man, you're glowing. You're not pregnant again, are you? <laughs> she said no, so you're good. That's why. Come on. I love babies. wish my kids would figure that out. How are you married that long and only have one kid? <laughs> Perception versus reality. <laughs> um, so come on. Uh, you know, perception is you can't worship like we worship. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but we probably worship different than a lot of places. Perception is if you do that, then people aren't going to enjoy it and they won't get engaged and they're not going to be here and they're going to leave because they don't like our worship because it doesn't sound like everybody else's worship because we're supposed to please everybody in the world and not worry about him. Oh, <laughs> reality, you're all here and we're worshiping a king. And if you notice, it's never the same in here and it's never going to be the same. Because we're going to worship the way he wants us to worship, when he wants us to worship, how long he wants us to worship. So I'll just be blunt honest with you. If you're sitting here going, don't worry, one day it'll change. It ain't going to change unless he tells us to change it. I didn't get a lot of claps with that one. <laughs> I, look, I, you just know my heart, man. We're going to worship. And out of that, good things happen. You heard tons of stuff today of just what God's speaking to people. And uh, Same thing. There's only one way to reach people and share the gospel, and that's in a big church setting. Nope, false. And you can go anywhere you want to reach people. You can, you, can, you can go down to the park. You can go all over the place. You can, you can go down and pray for people over the food. You can, man, last night was phenomenal. We were at Pastor Peter's house, and it's just real. I'm talking, you just worship and then share what's on your heart. And man, I'm telling you, it's, it's good stuff. So don't, my, I guess my thing is, is don't get this mindset where just because you haven't experienced it, it's not good. You start getting closed-minded about what God can do and you'll put yourself in a box and you're going to miss out on all the good stuff he really wants to do because you're going to be so set in, but this is what I like and this is what I like. Man, let him stretch you. If you're so comfortable that you only do what you like, that's wrong. Because he's not going to let you be comfortable. He's going to stretch you outside of your boundaries. And you're going to be like, ah, he says, go. Just trust me. Let him stretch you. I don't care what it is. You know, I'm just thankful y'all are still here at 12 o'clock. 
I wouldn't have made it two months at other churches. <laughs> made it four and a half years. <laughs> and I keep getting longer every week. <laughs> oh, Lord, I love you. Here's the thing. It's just perception is everybody sharing the truth. Reality is it's not always true. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5 says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And they will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation and don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God's given you. Man, there's going to, I'm telling you, you, this should not, I mean, this is a good time to get together, but man, if, if something doesn't prick you once in a while and you don't go, man, I can't believe pastor said that. I'm telling you, I'm going to read the word. And if the word offends you, you're in the right place. Right? If the word offends you, you are sitting here at the right time at the right place. Right? And this, I'm not saying this is every church. I don't care what church. I mean, there's so many good churches out there. Like, what I'm saying is there are people out there that will just try to feed you what you're hungry for. And if all you want is a place to check it off and have the perception that you're a Christian and walk away and say, I'm good with what I have and that's all I need and that's all I ever want to experience, then they'll, they'll feed that. And you'll remain in that position. And it might even be a good position. Could you imagine that? Like, like you're moving along and things are just good. And you're like, man, I don't want to change that. Let's just do good. You'll do good the rest of your life. When God says, I don't want you to do good, I want you to do great. And I want to be right beside you when you do it. I want to take you to a whole nother level if you're willing to go with me. But if you're willing to stay there, I'll let you stay there. He says, I will let you stay right where you're at. Mm. I don't want to stay there. You keeping up with scripture back there? I'm not even looking. Did you give up on me? All right. Good. I just like this one. I want to go back about David because I want to pick it up in 1 Samuel 16, 6 through 7. 16, 6 through 7. It says, when they arrived, Samuel took one, or took one look at Eliab and thought, Surely this is the Lord's, Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Come on. That's why I'm saying you set your heart to him. You, if you can do that, man, he'll do whatever he wants to do. Right? And it doesn't matter if you fit the mold of what the world put on us. Right? Come on. I tried that. And if you would have come in here about four and a half years ago, I wore a sports jacket and dress shoes. You know how uncomfortable that was? I wear a suit most of the time in my military career. <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable thing in the world. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But I tried to fit into a mold of what I thought this was supposed to look like. And God said, no, 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 no. I need you to be you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about that. You know, why don't you just come up in there with your jeans on, your boots on, and grow a beard? So I did. <laughs> Been wanting to do that for 23 years in the military, so I thought, why not? Grow a beard and go with it. But here's the thing. Will that offend some people? Yeah, perception. Well, 
You're not holy enough. You don't fit the part. And you didn't do this and you don't do that. And reality, I will love you more. It's your heart, y'all. It's your heart. Come on, girl. Hmm. I'm just going to finish up with Romans 12, 1 and 2, because I love that scripture. Oh, man. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Come on. Man, you could just say that over and over again. Man, if you let your body be a living and just a sacrifice to him and see what he's willing to do for you. Man, and this world will take you in a million different directions if you let it. Man, get off that train, y'all. Get off that train. So don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, that's where it all starts. You know, it's changing the way you think, realizing that there's a higher thing, there's a higher calling, there's something new. It's a different realm you can operate in. There's a kingdom that's waiting for you to just take complete access to it and walk through that door. Ah. If you do that, God will do his will in your life. And you don't have to worry about what am I supposed to do? What job am I supposed to have? You know, what am I called to do? All that's great stuff. But I'm telling you, if you submit to him and you let him lead you and guide you, you will walk into what you're called to do. Right? And then you will operate in that. And you will do amazing things in that because you're listening to him and trusting him and submitting to him. And he will use you in a mighty way. Man, there's so many stories around this room. As I look around, I just see eyeballs of people that do amazing things for the Lord and they do it right where they're at. They don't need a title or a position. So I guess, you know, your perception is, is your perception a barrier or a path? I guess that's where I want to go. What you perceive, is it a barrier to you walking in what God wants you to do because you're not willing? Just because of the way you think you see something, you're perceiving it one way. So therefore, you're not willing to even try it. You're not even willing to say, you know what, I can submit to that and try to do that. When, when, you, when you block everything out before you even taste and see, the Bible says taste and see. <laughs> it doesn't say look from afar and determine if you want to do it or not. He says taste and see. So is your, is your perception of something a barrier or a blockade or is it actually the narrow path? Is it the path you need to take that not everybody takes? That's what the Bible says. Says not everybody's going to take that path, but are you willing to let go of all these different, you know, biases and things in your head that stop you from doing things and and just freely follow him and let him do what he wants to do in your life? Whether it looks like what the world wants or not, 
Because believe it or not, the perception is that we all got it together in church and we're all on the same page, but we're not. There's different opinions of why church exists. I believe they're all good. I think there's good things in all that. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, mega churches are reaching mega amount of people. That's awesome. Right? But I, I, so I'm not downing any of that. What I'm, say, what I'm saying is that he has special purpose and calling in every house. And some are called to just reach people and some are called uh, to get people saved and, and some are called to change the world. Amen. Which one you want to be part of? Because I believe he wants to change the world. I believe he's, he wants to do something absolutely amazing, not only in this city, but in the world. And that's why he's called us to that. And that's why it looks different. And that's why it sounds different. And that's why it lasts longer. <laughs> and come on. We... Eric made a, uh, was that a, a Boston butt? What was that? Pulled pork? What, what, what? It was what? Pork shoulder. He made a pork shoulder for our gathering on Friday night. How long did you cook that thing? 36 hours. So I told him what we're going to do next Sunday is he can put it in while we're here and we can all worship. And when it's done, we can eat. <laughs> but here's the good thing. It was delicious. Like that was phenomenal food. It took 36 hours. You can't put a time limit on something good. You understand that? So we... You can't put a time limit on what God wants to do because it's that good. And if you do, you'll miss out. If you do, you'll miss out. So I'm not going to make promises I can't keep. I can't make promises that say, I'm going to get you out of here early every single week so you can go home and watch your ball game and get that stuff. I will make you a promise that we're going to come in here every week and we're going to worship. And when the Lord says it's time to go home, it's time to go home. And if we're all hungry, we can go eat together. I'll make you that promise. We can do it all together. I don't care. Um, but I'm not going to short you what God wants you to have. That's just not right. That's not who we're called to be. That's not what this church is called to be. You don't get a picture like that with an outpouring like that that changes the world by, by going, okay, you got 45 minutes. And we weren't even out of worship in 45 minutes. I don't even know when we are out of worship. To tell you the truth, I don't even look at the clock. But anyway, um, that's what I wanted to share this morning. I think just perception versus reality. And here's the thing. You want to you shine in this community, then you're going to need to get rid of all those other things. Right? And uh, it kind of ties into shine, I guess. I can tie anything into shine. We're in 15 weeks of shine. You don't think I can tie anything into shine? I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> but truly, how are you going to shine if you're not so filled up with this? Like, how... Like, how do you go out and, and, and literally change the world with him and him working through you if you're not spending time with him? So either way, it all ties in. So, so don't forget, everybody has a story. And it's good to hear somebody's story. I love stories. I love to sit down. I'll sit down and share my story with anybody. But I will guarantee you, I'll, I'll get through the stuff that was bad. But man, the stuff that's good has been so much better than the stuff that's bad. I'm probably going to tell you all the good stuff. I'm not worried about the bad stuff, and none of us should be. We've been forgiven, all that's over with. But what I'm saying is the good stuff outweighs the bad stuff by so much. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on how good God is, what he's doing in us and through us and our families. And I just believe through that we can do amazing things. So I got nothing else special. Um, so I just love you guys. I want to pray. Uh, let's finish up. If you guys want to stand to your feet. 
It's the first high five I got from the front row. That was awesome. Yes, we're going. You hungry? <laughs> Come on. Man, can we have them babies up here? Come on, bring them babies up here. Let's pray over them. Come on. We usually do some, uh, man. This ain't no baby dedication or anything. We're just going to pray over your babies and over you guys. Man, can I have some elders up here or whoever wants to come up and pray over them? Let's do that. You want to come up and bless these babies? Can, can, you, can you remind us their names? This is Jetson. Jetson? Come on. And Julian. Can I hold you? Jetson. What's up, big man? You are heavy. Come on. Come on, Jetson. Oh, yes. Come on. Julian and Jetson. Man, we're going to get to know you guys a whole bunch. You know, there's some voices you're going to hear praying over you every single day. Mm, you got some wonderful parents, too, that love you. You know that. Mm, so good to see you guys. It really is. Mm. Oh, so, Father, right now, we just... Man, we lift up your gifts right here, these little baby boys, Father. Hmm, Father, wrap your arms around them and love on them. Let them start off the right way, knowing how loved they are. We thank you for the callings and blessings you put in them, Father. Let, let every person they ever come in contact with know who you are through them. Let their eyes light up with you and your love, Father. Hmm. Come on, guide them and lead them, Father God. Guide them and lead them in everything they do. Father, just bless this generation and bless their kids and their grandkids. Because it all starts with it all starts with a daddy who's standing in front of you guys. You know that. You got a daddy that loves you. And because of him, generations will be blessed through you guys. And you got a mama that loves you. She loves you so much, I can't believe she's letting me hold you. So Father, bless this family, bless their siblings. Man. Bless this whole family right now, Lord. Let them just, man, shine and do what you ask them to do. Bless them. Keep them safe. Provide for them. Father, give them peace and comfort and sleep. Can they have some sleep, Lord? Can you bless them with that? Yeah. Father, just, man, we just see kings. I see kings in my arms right now. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yes, you squirming on that one. That's good. You just say hallelujah, man. Smile. Come on, because we're speaking that over you. We, we just call that on you this morning. We just know that's going to happen right here. Two brothers. Come on. So, Father, bless these kids. Bless this family. We just love you, Lord, and we thank you for them. Uh, Father, just love on them. And, and we just give them to you right now. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. He just smiled at me. Come on. There's your preacher right there. He, he was like, I got this. Come on, man. You liking this, huh? Yeah? Yeah, you liking this, huh? You're good. He's like, I'm going to wear one of them one day. Come on. So, guys, look. Um, I'm just going to keep holding them. I got them. Uh, but, uh, whew. We got a good crowd coming to join you. You know that, right? Yeah, you got a family here, buddy. Yeah, you do. Come on. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so, Father, right now, we just lift up this family to you, this whole church, Father. I just thank you for today. I thank you for your presence here. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, Father. So bless everybody in this house. Lord, just keep us safe through this, this week. Yeah, come on, man. Cry it out. Let's go. Let's praise him. So, Father, we thank you for that. We call upon divine appointments this week, Lord, for people that need to know more about you. Put them in our paths, Lord. Put them in our paths. But, Father, we just love you and we thank you, Lord. We ask you to just have your way in everything we do. Everything we do, Lord, have your way. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. That's right. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Y'all be blessed. I love y'all. We'll talk with y'all again. We'll see you next week. What's up, buddy? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on, give me a shout.